Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. This is Pastor Scott, and with me today uh, are Jackie Corral, Nicole Austin, and Steph Durr. You guys can say hi. Hello. I should have paused after your names to say hello. I'm sorry about that. Um, this is the part you, you'd think at this point that we would have gotten this part down, but we haven't. So um, we're, I'm excited today because we're going to kind of continue what we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, which is just reflecting on the last 10 years of Cornerstone. And these are three women that um, both came to Cornerstone in slightly different ways at different times, but also have served us in um, and have served and continue to serve our family in various uh, various different capacities, various different leadership capacities, and um, have yeah, we've been blessed by all of you in all sorts of different ways over the last 10 years. And I'm excited to get to hear your uh, your perspectives, your reflections on this. But before uh, we start in there, I mean, especially after this last year, introductions are always <laughs> in order. Um, so why don't you just introduce yourself and let us know how you, um, how you came to, to be a part of the Cornerstone family. You want to start with us, Jackie? Sure. Uh, so my name is Jackie Carell. My first name is spelled J-A-C-Y. So mm-hmm. when everyone sees J-C, it's Jackie. It's Jackie, but you know my parents thought that would be a fun lifelong <laughs> break. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. When I was a, a teenager, I was a ski instructor for kids, and they the kids always pronounced it correctly. They'd always read Jackie, and the parents would correct them. And I'd say, they'd no, say no, no, it's Jacy. I said, no, 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 it's really no. Jackie. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been at Cornerstone since 2009 when I became a Christian in college. I came via Shoreline. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a coworker who spent a good year and a half pursuing me, Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She was incredible and she just was really relentless in getting to know me. So by the time I had some really big life decisions coming up, she uh, had some thoughts about those and those thoughts included the gospel and an invitation <laughs> to Shoreline. <laughs> and it was incredible. I'd been seeking for a really long time and um, showed up on a Sunday morning at Shoreline and Brian preached about some of the last kind of remaining faith questions I had. And I was like, this <laughs> is it, I'm staying. And uh, then we merged a couple years later. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I came in in the Kleinhands community group and to that, because that's where that gal had been a member. And I'd found out that they'd all been praying for me and my now husband for like a year. Mm. And that was like the coolest, mm. <laughs> the best experience. That, that's its own story. We're, 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 we're going to have to Sorry. tell that story someday. No, I know. But, <laughs> but just the story of what the Lord did, both you and Carlos and oh what goodness. he's done in your family since. So, so much. So, so cool. So cool. Um, Nicole. Yeah, so um, my name is Nicole. I'm married to Reggie Austin, who's one of the pastors here, um, which was not true 10 years ago, so that's kind of fun. Um, we you, came, you were married. It's true We you were, were married. married. Yeah. yeah, no, we were married a lot longer than that. But yes, yes, he was not a pastor 10 years ago. Did, like, like, I mean, how was it he put it? I think it was he was like he was very much not a pastor. Very that's much not a pastor. And then he was <laughs> like, that right? Like, that's what I said. Like I was strange like, qualification. <laughs> yeah, he's like that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Um, we became part of the church through First Baptist. We, um, I was, I was laughing because Reg last week said that we'd been here since 2007. And I was like, well, actually it's 2006. I was like, I've got to set the record straight. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. Really, that's the only reason. It was actually just going to be Jackie and Steph today. And, and Nicole was like, I really need to get on to straighten some things out. No, no. But, um, but we, we came to LA in 2005. Um, Reg had booked a pilot. He's also an actor in addition to being a pastor. And um, I had started grad school at UCLA and through the graduate Christian fellowship, there was like a list of churches to check out. And so we kind of went through the list um, and ended up at First Baptist and fell in love with it. Um, and uh, so we were here through kind of all of the merge and everything going into that. Um, I was actually on the constitution committee at First Baptist I forgot yes. about that. to help change our constitution so that we could be elder led so that we could merge. So oh, I was, yeah. I had a front row seat to a, a lot of, a lot of that. Um, we have a, I'm not sure I should say this, but now I have to, we, 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 we have a, we have a, uh, a secret podcast in the bag where Jim tells a bit of that story. I was wondering if there was a cut. We recorded in that it. Episode. Yeah. No, no, no. So we recorded an entire episode oh, wow. that, uh, we're like, well, we don't, we don't need to record that. We don't, we don't need to play that right now. So maybe someday. All right. Maybe someday. 
Fair enough. No, it's a, it's great. It's a story of the Lord's faithfulness in so many ways. Totally. No, and and so I, um, when Reg and I came to First Baptist, we were absolutely the youngest. Pe- like we were, there was like nobody younger than us, and so we had been married like four years or something, three years, and there was this like Sunday school that was like young marrieds, except they had all been married for like over a decade. And so everyone was on their like second child and second mortgage. And we were like, um, we don't really fit in here. And everything was sort of life staged at that point. Um, but Jerry Wilkie, who was the pastor at the time, recognized that we and a couple of other couples who were joining at the same time and were all kind of truly new marrieds and really needed some, some underwing taking. That's not a phrase. Uh, and so he started a Sunday school called Firm Foundations, um, which is, we, we were in it, the Knicks were in it, um, and that ended up being kind of a really amazing part of our mm. the beginnings of our story at the church. Mm. See, that's funny because when we came for the merge that first Sunday, I remember meeting a couple, an original First Baptist couple who asked how long we'd been married, and I think Carlos and I had been married for like eight months at that point, and I was really proud of that. Like, it's been eight whole months, and they said, oh, newlyweds, and I was so offended. <laughs> <laughs> newlyweds, <laughs> Eight months. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, we were the we were like the veterans of the young marrieds. Yes. Who, when, who, when Firm Foundations was started, we'd been married like three or four years, and everybody else had been married like a year. So we were like, we felt like the yeah, veterans. <laughs> All right, and Steph. Um, so I don't know if you did this on purpose. I did. I, I did okay. Actually. So you got like a shoreline uh, and, and uh, First Baptist, uh, and we are the first uh, Cornerstone family. You were. Uh, like, wow. So yeah. because we visited for the first time the day of the merge. <laughs> so um, my recommendation is don't visit a church uh, the day of a merge because it was terrible. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody's welcoming. <laughs> it turns out they all thought we already knew what was going on. Yes, we were, like, I we, remember that. We couldn't find any like the childcare, so we just finally were like, that guy has a stroller. Follow, follow the person with the stroller who probably didn't know where they were going either. That's it was so funny. It was really yeah unpleasant. And so yeah. we're like, um, we're we're not coming back. So we uh, it was it was at a time we'd been going to church in Torrance, but our kid was two and a half, and we just started thinking like we cannot keep commuting to Torrance mm. for church. Like what happens when he's in middle school and all his friends are in Torrance? We're like we're not driving you down Friday nights because it's gonna take us an hour. Um, so we you know we were looking for a church and we decided it was not Cornerstone. Mm. So we went um, vis- visited somewhere else, and um, they were not newly merged, and so it was a much more smooth experience. And we decided to go there, uh, but you know, Dennis and I are like very like dot your i cross your t type people. Like even if you know which contractor you're going to choose, you have to get three quotes. Uh-huh. So we're like, well, we have to go back to Cornerstone to like to, knock, to make uh, officially sure knock it off there. the list, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then we can start going to this other church. And, um, so we came that week so we can knock it off the list. And to this day, I'm not really sure if you were preaching Scott or if it was Brian, because for the first six months you were like the same person. person? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Uh, from First Baptist said that too. Yeah. We're like, uh, which one are you? We don't. We don't. (laughs) But the fact fact that we're like both in our, you know. You were what, 26? You were like the young guys. (laughs) Like we were just like these two young guys that are our new pastors. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They're the two young guys. Yeah. You wear jeans when you preach. It was hard to tell. But yeah. now that I know you better, there uh, was a whiteboard involved, so I think it was him. <laughs> but I'm not awesome. <laughs> I am sure that Brian has never used a whiteboard on a Sunday morning. So we're, we're, right. we're so good. we've narrowed it down now. Okay. It was you, Scott. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't say this lightly at all. But mm. like I, you, you now I know mm. you uh, <laughs> preached on community, mm. and like God spoke to me in a way that like it was like so clear, and I was like. God wants me to come to this church. Mm. Unfortunately, I'll have to break that to Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like right after serving the car, I was like, Dennis, I think God wants us here. And he was like, that's what God told me during wow. service too. Mm. And so we wow. didn't even go check the other church out again. We just started coming here, which is like very unusual for us. <laughs> um, and wow. we've been here since then. Oh, I love it. That is incredible. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, I did do that a little bit on purpose because I haven't heard that part of the story, actually, of your story. But I know that you all, in that sense, like came in to the story of the last 10 years in different ways from different places, but have all basically been around for the last 10 years. And so can can reflect on that together. Um, but before we get too far, th- this is the point in the podcast where we usually make fun of Matt. 
<laughs> so uh, we, uh, we usually don't get this far without doing it. And so if anybody has any stories, we can... That's Perfect. so weird, Scott, because truly before you came into the room, uh -huh. you know this. I don't. Do you not know this? No, I don't. <laughs> I literally just told Matt, I was like, I'm going to talk about you in the podcast. And he was like, oh, good, my presence will be felt. That's so funny. <laughs> it, it, it always must be. So we're talking about like, we were just saying you guys were the young guys. Uh -huh. Well, Matt was like the even younger guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so Reg and I, before the merge, we'd there'd been like rumors that we were talking about the merge. And so we were like, we have to check out these Shoreline guys. So we went. Uh -huh. to church we visited shoreline because uh -huh. you're like we got to see who these people are and like harper and addison were in child care in the like movie concessions <laughs> yeah, totally. i was probably the chasing them yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um and so we were like okay all right we okay we like them and that was good and but so then there was this parenting conference that a bunch of us went to some shoreline people some first baptist people Oh, was uh, that, right like, around was it like the time of the Ted Tripp or Paul yes. Tripp? Paul Tripp? One of the, Paul Tripp. The trips. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. right. We, we, at, at reality. reality. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yes. And so we a, a group, we didn't know anybody really. I think it was mostly Shoreline people, but Reg and I went. And there was this one point where we were walking down the street and Matt and Nicole were like a little bit behind us. And we were just chatting and somehow age came up. And I was like, oh, wait, how old are you guys? And they were like, oh, 24. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> because I don't know, you didn't mean to be ageist, but I was 34 at the time. And I was just sort of like, and you're going to be, a, okay, cool. Like, but they were so funny because they were clearly like, you know, they just wanted to be taken seriously. They were like, we are grownups. <laughs> we promise. We really are. But uh, I was literally just reminding them of that. I was like, it was, it was so funny. Mm -hmm. So, but I it, actually, one of the things I, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but like one of the things that as I've reflected back on the last 10 years, it's been super cool. And I'm going to sound so old when I say it, but one of the blessings has been actually watching you guys, Scott mm. and Brian and Matt kind of like grow up. Not that you guys were not <laughs> grownups when you got here, but like we've seen 10 years of your pastoring this church yeah. and like Matt, especially because he was younger when he mm -hmm. came, like, but it's been such a cool thing to see the way God has continued to bless our pastors and mm -hmm. just continued to like grow them up. And I, I don't know, that's been as a, as a congregant, that's been one of the really sweetest blessings long mm -hmm. before we ever thought my husband was ever going to be on the pastoral staff, but yeah. like getting to see that growth, because mm -hmm. I feel like the whole church has grown as a result of that. And mm -hmm. I don't know. That's been really cool. Mm. So yeah, Matt's jokes land more often than not now. That's true. <laughs> I agree. So it was worse before. <laughs> it's just a little more buckshot. <laughs> All right. So and that's uh, that's super encouraging. And I, I mean, I feel that way about so many right people in the life of the church. And and I mean, I was. I mean, in these moments, I reflect on that similarly. Right. I mean, we when we planted the church, like Brian and I were twenty. And when we merged, Matt was 24. We were like, I was 30. You just turned 30. I, just I turned remember 30. that being yeah. a thing. That's right. I like, had just don't turned, worry, everybody. We're 30. We're 30. <laughs> <laughs> totally. We're, we're not in our we're not 20-somethings. Um, and right, and and we're all obviously at a different, you know, at different places in life. But at the same time, the Lord has seen and continues to bring people in their 20s into both the church and even leadership in different ways. And anyways, it's, it's exciting to see. So when you think back over the past 10 years, um, what are some of the things that stand out about how you've seen God work in our church family, in your family, in um, your community groups? Just what are the things that, you know, when I asked you to kind of reflect on this, what's, what stood out? Yeah, for me, it, what the first thing that came to mind was just people, like the sheer number of people mm. who have come through mm. um my my husband carlos and i lead a community group and we have since whenever zoe Kleinhans was born 2012 <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. something like that because that's when our group multiplied and we uh took over the new group and i think i, I tried to count and i couldn't count the number of people who have come through our group it's north mm. of 50 or 60 people yeah. have come through our group over the last eight or nine years and all of those have been incredible like mm. there have been no misses, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. people came, they'd either stay for a little while, they'd stay for a long while. They are still with us. Right. And have, you know, we went from being a group that was a bunch of mid 20 somethings who could hang out on a Monday night until 11 or 12 
because mm-hmm. nobody had kids or anything to get home to. And now there's 12 adults and 10 children and we're struggling to figure out how to meet, yeah. right? Because our life seasons have changed so much. Um, so between the growth of, not just the growth, but you know that like transience of Los Angeles, I feel like mm-hmm. this theme of like sending just keeps coming back even through community mm. groups. Like we have to really, my uh, Carlos and I really have to think about changing our mentality behind like losing people because mm, it feels yeah. like a loss every time totally. to we're sending people. And it feels like we've just constantly had sort of a revolving door of sending and sending. And sometimes people come back <laughs> yeah. Not very often. That's like the LA theme yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And then now we we keep multiplying and making people mm-hmm. like babies keep showing <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant multiplying groups, but you we actually multiplied humans. We have multiplied our group several times mm. and lost incredible people who mm. are still in the church, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we just don't get to have those same regular deep relationships. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. been the probably the most potent thing that I've seen God do in 10 yeah. years is just so many people. Mm. And that's, that's so encouraging to, <clears throat> to hear and to reflect on because I think, number one, I think that's the experience of a lot of people, obviously. And number two, <clears throat> that... Ultimately, that's what the church is, right? It's like the story of Cornerstone over the last 10 years isn't fundamentally an organizational or a, you know, a building story or even the story of the pastors. It's the story, it's, it's the stories written in dozens and dozens of people in dozens of different groups as they've you know, come through, multiplied, grown, you know, uh, taking shape and as the Lord just continues to to work in exciting ways. So, yeah. Yeah, that's actually the same thing that I've been thinking too, just how amazing it is. Like Nicole and I actually used to be in the same community group and yep. I, I thought it was silly, like this this lingo, you know, of like <laughs> multiplying. I was like, the group is splitting. Our group keeps splitting up. Because <laughs> it and hurts. It, it breaks my heart. Yeah. And yet like, it is multiplication. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it's amazing that God has provided um, since we've been at Cornerstone, we've been in four different groups and not because we're moving around, but because mm-hmm. they keep getting big. And then, you know, as you would say, multiplying. <laughs> um, Breaking apart. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think it's, it's such a testimony to God's provision because we do live in West LA where people don't like to stick around, where people don't like to be Christians, where it's hard to, to fellowship because mm-hmm. you have to commute to fellowship mm-hmm. um, in a way that you don't in a lot of places. And I just feel like, there's so many things stacked against the, a church thriving, and yet what I have seen is more people, mm. and, and that's mm. really amazing. Mm. It's funny you talk about sort of the theme of people, and I feel like one of the things that's been crazy for me as I thought about this, this was a cool opportunity, by the way, to meditate on the last 10 years, because I, like, I feel like the last year and a half, we have all felt so deeply in the trenches, and it has felt so much like all I'm thinking about is right now. And so it was kind of cool to like lift our heads and and look back. So thank you for that opportunity. Mm. To was do there that. life before twenty twenty? <laughs> I mean, apparently there was. It turns out. Um, but I think about actually like one of the cool things that Reg and I have gotten to do as part of our uh, experiencing this church over the last ten years has been to do premarital counseling. Yeah, mm. and that's been like such a cool blessing to sort of witness life stages for people and and get to see kind of the growth of people who are a part of the church. And we, I mean, some people who are still a part of the church, some people who have moved on or we've sent out or whatever, but like just getting to kind of get a, get a front row seat to, to those moments and to get to have the opportunity to get to speak into those lives in those moments has been really, really cool. I feel the same way about like the bits and pieces I've done in the children's ministry of like kids that I held in the nursery that, (laughs) that are now like taller than me, you know, like there's just, there's a, there's a really cool thing of sort of seeing kind of just life go on that, um, that is such the, the lifeblood of the church. And I think is, is the sort of the sign of a thriving church is that we are just living life together and life just keeps evolving. And, Mm. and, you know, there's, and then bringing people meals when either they have a new baby or they've had surgery or there's been a death. Like there's just been so many sort of life moments to get to be a part of um, mm. that I feel like has been a real, real blessing. Go ahead, Jenny. It's like the the part that makes it so easy to testify like mm. about our experience when I speak to, you know, 
other parents at school or, you know, colleagues and things like that is it's always about the people. It's mm. never about the building. It's never about the service or our preaching style or anything. It's always like, let me tell you about my community group and let me tell you about how people show up for these big life events, exactly like you're saying. And yeah. you see that like communal hunger in their eyes and they're like, I want that. How do you taste that in Los Angeles? I don't understand, mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, because that everyone like mm-hmm. hungers for that so deeply. So it's such a softball. Yeah. To be able to say, like, let me let me tell you about these awesome people you yeah. could just come hang out with. <laughs> I happen to be one of them. <laughs> and and frankly, the relationships that where there are challenges and yeah. where you work through them. I mean, yes. like, I think that's been one of the one mm-hmm. of the blessings about being being at a church for so long. Like being anywhere for so long, but there's something to longevity where where conflict happens and challenges happen and issues happen and yeah. and getting to kind of see those things be worked through um has has also been a real um because it's uh, i feel like sometimes it sounds a little rosy to be like yes and we all have potlucks and it's also beautiful and lovely and wonderful and we hold each other's babies and it's like sure that is a hundred percent true but there's also like messiness there's a lot oh now we have to do the the, the book the, plug, the the book plug. <laughs> because you know people are messy and so and we love those messy people. We love those messy people. But I mean, I think that that's one of the really, it is one of the deeper beauties. It's not just a, a, a country club. It's not just, you know, mm. a, a social club. Like yeah. we're, we're getting in it with each other in ways mm. that, that you can only do when you invest in each other and time passes, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. You said that and I was, thought it was, it was bizarre because I immediately thought of a couple of people who've hurt me along the way, uh-huh. right? And like... And then, oh, but it was so sweet, right? Yeah. Because we got the fruit of that labor mm-hmm. in those relationships. Totally. Which, which I think is such a beautiful picture of, like you said, what the church is, right? The, the story of the last 10 years isn't, um, it's glorious and beautiful and it's not simple and it's not always easy um, or always, you know, neat and clean, but that part of that's what makes it beautiful because it, it becomes a story and or has always been a story about God and what he does, right? Totally. And how he surprises us. I mean, that, that's one of the things we've been talking about a lot over the last few years or over the last few weeks with the um, pastors has been just how surprised we've been at so many different turns, right? Like, oh, okay. Like, I, I guess this is what we're doing now, right? <laughs> because the Lord is um, so deeply a part of those things. And I think he, he does that interpersonally too, right? He surprises us sometimes with relationships and with, um, yeah, things that we navigate along the way. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, how I, I loved Nicole, the, the phrase you used <clears throat> is, sorry about that. <clears throat> Nicole, I loved the phrase you used, um, when you said that, that we get a front row seat, mm. right? Which I think all of you have served in various ways for a long time in various leadership capacities, right? Leading community groups, ministering to people, just caring for people. And I think that sometimes people get the idea, they're like, oh, okay, like you're you're doing ministry and that's, you know, it's a story about how you're making this happen. But I think anybody who serves others in ministry, who leads a community group, who cares for others in any way, it, really it is just getting a front row seat to watching God work, right? And, and, and you realize that in the trenches more than anything, you're like, wow, I'm, I'm just watching the Lord do things that are beyond what I could even expect. Um, what a blessing to get to be here in the front row to get to see this. And I think that's where, um, even for those that are like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how I want to be involved. Like, I don't want to serve. Like, even when we're asking people to, to volunteer, to get involved, to lead a community group, to serve, we're not just trying to plug holes. I want to give you an opportunity to see and experience and and taste the the glory of God that we get to see as we engage with people in those ways. Um, And so uh, as a, as kind of in, in a sense, the ultimate front row seat, I'd love for you to think back over the last 10 years and maybe share with us a little bit of how you've seen the Lord work in your own heart or in your family, in the people can most immediately around you seeing that it is a story of people, right? The story of course in the last 10 years is things like the, uh, your stories as well. Like how, how have you, what, what has stood out to you about that about over the last you know 10 years? 
feel bad going first again. <laughs> oh, I go. feel like there's so sort of these like rhythms. I know. Right? You just have to get into. Into. We're gonna go clockwise. I mean, I think that that one of the things about it is um, this is just sort of maybe my journey with Christ. Period. Um, that I've always struggled with pride and struggled with sort of wanting to do things in my own strength. And my journey has been just like a series of God beating me down and oh. breaking me down in like amazing ways, like mm. in a, in ways to like really equip me to be a blessing. And so I feel like if I had constructed my own version of what my last 10 years at the church would have been like, I probably would have done some teaching and I probably would have done some like leadership things, but it wouldn't have been good <laughs> because it would have been me doing what I thought I should be doing. And mm. I feel like one of the things that's been really cool about the last decade here is that I think that I I know that I've been used by God, but not because I did it in my own strength. And mm. so some of the ways that like being invited to be part of the teaching cohort that I did with, with Brian and and then getting to to teach at the women's retreat or other things that have happened, like I, I really have gotten a sense over the last decade of what it's like to be God's instrument, um, and and to and to be used well, and therefore the glory goes to Him and not me. Um, RFK has been that as well, Royal Family Kids, um, and so it's. It's just such a it's such a shift in terms of what I think my natural inclination would be, mm. and but how God has has tweaked that, um, and 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 then in terms of my family, like just uh, obviously, apparently Reg was the farthest thing from a pastor. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think that's true. But um, speaking of front row seats, <laughs> yeah. But that's been such a cool thing, also. And like I, I don't think he'd mind me sharing this. Like when when he was first talking to Scott and Brian about the idea of him being a pastor, I was like, I don't, I don't think you're ready for that. Like I don't know. I I was. Yeah. I mean, I was skeptical yeah. and seeing how God worked in him and in me and in our hearts together to get to a point where when there was, when that actually came to fruition, I was like, oh my gosh, absolutely. I, mm. I totally see this vision, um, was God working. Um, and I mean, my oldest daughter has been baptized here. Mm. Like it, there's just, there's such a, our life is very intrinsically connected to this church in ways that is really beautiful and precious. And I'm super grateful for it. Mm. And we've all been so blessed by that gifting that you may have, may have used for your own credit from the outset that God has allowed, like worked through you in your teaching and your writing and your, the way that you love on all of our children. Like I just, I see the ways that maybe in your reconstructed history that you might, stomach is growling. I hope the mic didn't catch that. <laughs> your breakfast. Um, like when you said constructed, I was thinking you said God beat me down. I was like, he maybe deconstructed and then reconstructed. Those are the words I oh, thought. And then you said yeah. constructed this life for yourself. And I'm like, but we have all been like the receivers of fruit in that, mm. right? Because we've, I feel like I've had the blessing of witnessing him use you and grow you in so many ways and love on my family, you know, that it's hard to see that when you're in it, when you're the like, front row seat to your own life, like, yeah. it's hard to know that like he used all of those things along the way that you may have tweaked for yourself. Totally. I appreciate that. <laughs> totally. What about you, Steph? Um, yeah, for me, I think one of the biggest things is with my really wild career path. Uh, I recently <laughs> stopped working for the I church. was hoping actually we were going to get to tell this part of the story. Yay. Um, yeah, uh, I was until very recently working at the church part-time uh -huh. with um, children's ministry. Uh, and starting um, July 1st, although really starting now, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to be a full-time faculty for Loyola Law School. 
And it's funny because on the way home from church. Super common career path. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, (laughs) part-time children's ministry to law professor. But, you know, we keep losing people that way. But I guess, you know. Gives all those us mothers with resume gaps a lot of hope. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be fine. Well, my first big jump was actually from being a lawyer to being a librarian. And it was funny because one of the partners I worked with, he called me up randomly one day. He was like, I watched this presentation. Um, He was at some conference. It was like, there's this pie chart of like what happens to law school graduates. And they had this tiny slice that said law librarianship. And I was like, I know one of those. I know one of the slice. <laughs> so um, that was my first uh, crazy thing that I did. Uh, um, but yeah, since I, on, on the way home from church last week, my, my son was like uh, asking, for, I don't know why, but he was asking about like, would people want people with your resume? And I was like, no, no, I would look highly askance at someone if I was looking at their resume and they jumped careers like so many times I just wouldn't hire them because you're like you you don't know what you want with your life like Uh. what is what is what is up with this resume um and it's it's so unlike me I yeah I mean I think some of you know me well enough to know that like me being the person who's jumped careers so many times is crazy because I am a very steady person (laughs) I mean my, my resume doesn't look like that but like I am I'm not just like an organized person I am like I bullet journal weekly and then daily I mark out like my my half hour plan and then yeah, I yeah. do the things I say I'm going to do and I I cherish that stability to like a demented extent right like I, <laughs> I, I, the person I want to be I know, no, like I, I don't like change like if you really hate me throw me a surprise party like this is oh, not no. me um but God just like yeah. took that from me in the craziest way and has given me the wildest career path that went lawyer to to grad student to lawyer plus librarian to lawyer plus librarian plus adjunct to lawyer plus adjunct to plus children's ministry to full-time professor plus probably a lawyer still working on that (laughs) Um, but it's like when I look back on it I see that God just gave like handed me these opportunities that I couldn't turn down because he knew that otherwise I wouldn't take them and I mm-hmm. wouldn't try for them. Mm. And um, like looking back at the 10 years, I wish I could just take over this entire podcast. Like Jackie, you wouldn't even get to talk. And I could tell like all the times that he did that in my career path. But like just one example yeah. would be, um, so I, I decided in high school that I was going to go to law school, going to go to a big firm, going to become a partner and I got all the way to the part where I got to the big firm. And then three years in, um, Dennis and I decided we wanted kids. And, you know, I was working 60 to 70 hours. I kind of hated going to court. And it just, it didn't look like it would actually work out. And so I feel at least I had, you know, some idea that this was going to happen. And I decided to become a law librarian because you can do a lot of research and writing, which I love, but you don't have to go to court. And you're only gone 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I quit. I went to grad school. The month I graduated, um, one of the partners I worked with called me, the one, one of the partners from my old firm. And he was like, you know, when you left, you told me these were the reasons you were leaving. Why don't you come back now? And I can get you a position at my new firm where you only research and write. You can work part time so you can be with your family and you only take on any work that you want. Anything that doesn't seem interesting, you don't have to do it. And I was like, so you're giving me my dream job the moment I graduate with this other degree. Like this, if you had offered this to me, because he was the person I confided in when I left my first firm, yeah. like that's what I would have done. Right. Like that, it's like a hundred percent perfect, uh, except the timing Yeah. at my library school graduation. <laughs> like, like, mm. <laughs> um, and, and that's how I ended up, you know, actually going back to law part-time. Mm. Uh, and that's how I ended up going to, it, it kind of forced me into Loyola part-time and into adjuncting. And, and so many things happened because of that. And if God had let me have that opportunity before, like none of the things that came after would have happened, right? Mm. And um, yeah, when I, I look back, I see that there are all these things that I've been praying for in my life, like um, me not being able to give up my own plans, uh, me struggling with pride. Uh, and with valuing what the world values and me caring too much what people think of me, like mm. all those things are things I pray about constantly. And I feel like there's no change. Like there's, I, there's never change. They're just the things that are going to be with me forever. Um, 
But then as I reflect back now, looking at 10 years, I see like, God allowed me to to change a little bit. Like I've changed my career path a little bit because he's done these things. Yeah. And in doing that, like I think he loosened me up in terms of caring what the world thought of me. Like when I became a librarian and my best friend's mom was like, so why would you go from a job that was good to one that's worse? <laughs> you know, like, and I had to be like, that's okay. Yeah. Um, like slowly, I feel like God has pulled so many things and changed me. Um, and, and I do still struggle with those things, but I, I can see that through all of these changes, God has slowly been taking away a little bit of like my, like the world's hold on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if I'd become a professor straight from being an attorney, I would think I was pretty cool and pretty smart. Mm-hmm. But I see now that like, this is just where God is putting me, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that God can use me here just like he could use me at the church. Mm. So, yeah. so beautiful. It's such a powerful <laughs> Just a demonstration of his faithfulness in that way. And I mean, I, I know like we've gotten to work particularly closely together over the last year. <laughs> as we've tried to figure out, times. yeah, you know, uh, COVID stuff for the church. Because uh, Steph served in children's ministry and then because of her expertise also became <laughs> the go-to the person. The COVID czar is the title we gave her. Uh, her favorite, favorite role. My favorite ever. job ever. Yeah. Please put that on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> but but what I what stood out what stood out to me about it, Steph, was um, not just that you could use your skills to serve people, to serve the church, which you've done countless times. Um, but is the way in that that the Lord's in the midst of all of that, just giving you such a deep heart for people that actually wants to figure out how to use these to, to serve them, to care for them. And, and through the midst of all this and all these career dynamics, right? You, you and Dennis investing, pouring into your community group and to relationships and things where I think, I think from the outside, people see like church quote unquote, and, they're like, oh, okay. So I don't know. Like your roles, like you show up and you know, you, know, you, you pay your dues or you do whatever. You may, maybe volunteer a little bit, but it's you know a nice thing to have. But um, I've felt so affirmed by your, both you and Dennis, like your your entire family, like the way that you are engaged with the church family as family, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? As we try to navigate all of this and the, the craziness of life together um, <clears throat> in ways that, that I, I think demonstrate the, the power and uniqueness of what God is doing in our midst. Mm-hmm. And it's, which again, brings me back to when you showed up the second time and we're like, we have to go here, even though I had a horrible experience. <laughs> <the first time. laughs> right. Like all of that is what the Lord had in store. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All of that was and and, and the reason why it wasn't something simplistic, right? It wasn't just like, oh, because like, it'll be good for you. And I have like a lesson to teach you. Like there wasn't like one lesson. I had like, there was just all these beautiful relationships and dynamics and lessons and growth and everything else that he's been weaving together, um, which is just so exciting to see. And I just, just to continue the love fest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> please, go ahead. Yeah. No, but like stuff, it's so funny because I think that like, I think sometimes we underestimate our impact, you know, and yeah. we underestimate the ways in which um, little things can really have a, a profound impact. And there's so many things that I can think of in terms of the ways, especially that you have blessed our kids over the last year. Yeah. That like you wouldn't have done, like if you had pursued the partner dream or you'd gotten your dream job, whatever, like you probably wouldn't have ended up taking this job at the church for a couple of years. And like, this is like a, for such a time of this kind of moment, because like my kids having little advent boxes that they built over Ooh. zoom <laughs> and then like opened every day during advent this year. Like, like that's such a gift. It was such a gift. And it was such like a, like a little thing, right? Oh, it's just a kid's craft or whatever. But like it had a like real impact in our family in a time where things were, upside down and crazy and like i just yeah it's just it's things like that that are just so cool to see how god kind of works because i'm sure for you it's just like oh well make this thing you know and 
but God totally uses stuff like that, and it's mm. it's really cool. Mm. I'm not so being very articulate about it, but it's very cool. Right. God is very cool. <laughs> Let's make T-shirts. Uh, Jackie can design them. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. God is cool. That's the concept. Go. That's it. <laughs> um, what, what about you, Jackie? I don't really want to follow stuff. <laughs> No, I, I feel like a combination of the two mm. of you in mm. the coolest ways. Like, I couldn't have known before getting to hear from both of you. Um, I, I mean, I feel like in the same way that you said, Nicole, like, the ways that the Lord has showed up consistently in the last 10 years has been a story of my walk with him, period. Mm. You know, when yeah. I uh, was in high school and college, I didn't, I wanted to either go to law school and be on the Supreme Court or go to business school and be the CEO of something. Mm-hmm. That was it. I had no interest in marriage. I thought that would just hold me back. Um, sorry, men. That was my feeling. <laughs> and the idea of children was so abstract and far off and something that felt controllable. Like, if I want to do that, I'll do it on my own terms at some point. Mm. Again, sorry, men. Apparently, yeah. not yeah. necessary. <laughs> what that was about. So to become a Christian and suddenly have the desires of my heart reversed like was not through my own power. And mm. I think that's been over the last 10 years, the real like testimony and the, my prayer has been like, Lord, give me the desires of your heart. Mm. Help my desires be the ones that you want, you know? And in that, it, I remember that prayer being a very hard prayer to pray in the beginning because mm. you feel like you're just stripping of yourself, right? Like, well, I don't get to do these fun things anymore. I'm not going to get to do all this. And he's like, hold on, I'm going to bless you tenfold. By giving you the things that I prioritize and value, Lord, I'm going to use all of the stuff you want too, right? Yeah. Like he is over the last decade been so much more creative, so much more imaginative with my life than I ever could have been. I never mm. could have blueprinted mm. ever what he's, what he's done and thrown in a husband and two and a half kids. Like, <laughs> just, I'm, I'm awestruck at this point. I'm at that mm. point where I feel like I've got enough time behind me that I'm just like, What? He keeps showing up and then blessing so abundantly mm. in ways I'm like, I don't deserve this. Mm. I don't deserve this. And I can't take credit for any of it, you know? And I think especially in, with work, like that has been one of the most interesting areas where I've really found so much value in who that made me. Mm. <laughs> my identity was so tied up in what my title was or my pay or whatever it was that to have that not, I won't say stripped away to lay that down, mm. right? Because no one made me, right? To yeah. lay that down for a season in a way was incredibly humbling because I had to answer those same questions of like, well, what are people going to think? What are my parents going to think? What are all these, you know, I'm like walking away from this incredible corporate marketing job that I could make into whatever I want it to be. And I could take the steps towards business school or whatever else, but I'm choosing my family and this coloring book contract like you're gonna draw a book right it's <laughs> like I don't, this math doesn't work you know and i had to really confront those questions of like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what the world's gonna say and think and then for him to show up and show up and show up and continue to bring me really interesting exciting work projects on my own terms that allow me to continue to do the things that i value mm. with my family and with um my very young children right mm-hmm. that's the thing they're so tiny that um, they're like bloodsuckers, right? They just take a lot from you. <laughs> if, it's like an employer. If it's you good, have it, they will take it. Uh, I love them so much. So that's been probably the most powerful reflection has just mm. been his faithfulness and his creativity. Like he is so creative and yeah. imaginative. I couldn't. He's way cooler than me. <laughs> He's so cool. See, God Nicole's is cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Man, it, just any time we take to stop, think back. I mean, this, I think this is why the all of Scripture, so much of the Old Testament, right, is just filled with these calls to like stop, remember, right? Remember, remember, remember. Because yes. right? it's so easy to forget. And when you do, his glory just explodes. Mm, totally. His faithfulness just explodes on your mind. You're like, oh. Oh yeah, um, it's such a yeah, such like, a fun it opportunity. Explodes, but it also, I I feel so much smaller in that picture mm. in the best way, not mm. in an insignificant way. In a like, 
this tapestry, this tapestry is so complex and woven so beautifully. And I get to just see this tiny strand and thread and be part of that. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. Like Jackie from 10, 12, 15 years ago would not have said that. Yeah. I would have been like, no, I want to make the whole dang thing. Like, yeah. I want to be in charge of it. I want to design it. And I want to manufacture and sell. <laughs> the tapestry, right? And now I'm like, nope, I just get to play a part. Yeah. 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 It's so beautiful. So, okay. So with, with maybe just a last five, 10 minutes together, um, in light of that, when you, from this vantage point, look forward at 10 years, what, uh, I don't know, what, what do you imagine? What do you, what do you hope for? It, it, particularly for in the life of the church. I think that, um, you know, I joke about like, Matt, when he was saying he was 24, and I was like, I'm 34, and I was like, thought I was so old, and now yeah. I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> um, like, I'm 44 now, you know? And yeah. it's like, but I, and in 10 years, I'm going to be 54. And like, yeah. that's, I'm excited about that. Like, I, mm. I'm, I'm excited to be one of the older women in the church. I won't be one of the older women in the church for a long time. But, you know, <laughs> like, I'm ex I, it's so cool. It's been so fun to get to see so many new people. One of the things that's been crazy about lately is I'm like, there are so many people at this church I don't know. Yes. Like, I really thought I knew everybody. Nope. And I did at one point, but like, I don't anymore. And so- It's, it's kind of what I, our, I think our church grew this year. I, oh, I it's believe kind that. Of I, I, I sure believe that. Yeah. And so, especially meeting people like in their 20s has been really, really cool. And just getting to see the way God is using this whole like kind of new generation yeah. of believers in our church. And then looking even further forward than that, like I have a sixth grader, Steph has a sixth grader. And like, we've got this whole new crop of, of like teens, preteens, young adults mm -hmm. in our church. And I, it's so cool getting to see like their journeys and, and the young life. Is, that's not the right term. What are the, the teen group? What are the middle school group? Oh, the life groups? Life groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life is a whole other thing. Yeah. The life groups. Young life. Like, I'm like, I was like, wild life. I was like, wild life's like, the middle school version of young life. Sorry, like, I don't even know. Life groups. Getting to see our yeah. middle schoolers and them being poured into by people in our church and just getting to see, getting to have like whole conversations with like Addison yeah. and yeah. being like, she's a young lady and she's part of our church. Harbor's 15 today. Like, yeah. that's crazy to me. And just... I'm really excited about this this generation that we're going to get to watch in our church. We haven't had people this age in our church, or not a lot of them. Yeah, we have, yeah. but it's we yeah. have, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. a not a crop of them. Totally, yeah. totally. And it's like, always been all those who yeah, were babies yeah, yeah. are now. And I mean, and to be honest, people. in the first baptisms, we had a couple of people leave when their kids got to be sort of middle school age because they were like, "There's we're no the community here." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so getting to see an actual community of people that age growing at our church is really, I, that's like probably the thing I'm most excited about. Um, Cause I, I'm just excited to see what they're going to do, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I get a front row seat. <laughs> <laughs> My kids genuinely think Harper and Addison are adults. They talk about it in the car. <laughs> Mommy, you know, Harper is a grown up. You see how tall he is? <laughs> it's true. Genuinely. I'm it's like, true. believe me, don't ask their parents. They will disagree. Yeah, I was, was going to say, have, have you seen how he acts? <laughs> really you, cool Harper. to a six-year-old. It is super cool. It is super cool. He is a kid at heart. He keeps me young, actually. But, um, yeah. What about you guys? I mean, I feel... I feel like I should have gone first because now I'm just a copycat. But, like, <laughs> very much the same as Nicole. Like, um, what I what I really love on Sundays is I love actually seeing Harper mm. helping out. Yeah. You yeah. know, and like David Valenzuela taking my temperature yes, when I come totally. in. Totally. Like I do tutoring because Sarah yep. Gonzalez like set up tutoring yep. like yeah. just yeah. on her <laughs> own. Like, yeah. like a grown up. <laughs> She's I, going to college. I, it's it's crazy and like it's amazing to me. And I just I want so much for my kids and our kids, you know, to to grow up and come to faith and then to serve in this church and to mm. see that. Like I I'm so excited and I want that so badly. Uh for these kids that I've been working with these past few years. You know, like they're so yeah. young, but just thinking about what they they will be is mm. is really exciting. Mm. I think as we've seen more of the kids age out of the junior church and stick around for the full service, I'm like, oh, 
you're big enough now. Like, you're gonna sit and, you're, <laughs> yeah. and you're listening. And even if it doesn't look like you are, it's getting in there. Like, yeah. And I'm just so excited. I'm like, I want to bug all of the tweens. Be like, tell me your thoughts about the sermon. And then, Miss Jackie, please leave me alone. <laughs> but that's actually been one of the th- cool things about that. You talk about like God blessing in the weirdest ways, right? So we have the outdoor services. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we started having handouts for the kids to yeah. color. Oh, yes. And one of the it's pages is sermon notes. Yeah. Well, my nine-year-old took sermon notes when my husband was preaching. Oh. And like, it was so cool. And there was like, she had questions, words she didn't. It was like, what words don't you know? And she wrote some down wow. and she wrote down a couple of thoughts. And I was just like, that wouldn't have happened in the normal yeah. course of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. It's super That's fun. Great. Well, I, I am so excited for that. And I think that what, what's really amazing is like what the Lord has in store is even beyond what we can imagine. That's what's so fun about this, right? And, and it's going to be a journey, right? It's going to be just like it's a, it was a journey for us and has been messy at different times. It's going to be a messy journey for our kids too at times. Yeah. And it's going to be their own uh, process. But totally. we get the opportunity, right, to see not only in their lives, um, but also in, in ours, in the young adults that he continues to, to bring to our midst. And... As uh, those who are older become even older, (laughs) but also still continue to grow. I mean, that's what somebody asked me uh, years ago what, you know, I said, sometimes it's hard to determine like spiritual maturity in older people because they're like, well, you've been around forever, (laughs) right? So maybe you should lead something, right? And sometimes how like, you know, she's like, how do you, like, how do you figure that out? And as I thought about it, I realized what I've seen in our church is the way you see it is because you see people who, no matter how old they get, are still growing. Yeah. yeah. They're still like, and not just growing, like they're changing. They're they're transforming. These these stories that that we get to tell c- get told in every season of life. And I think from that like beginning to end and getting to see that is uh such a huge blessing in the life of the church and something that um I don't know. I, I, I really look forward to it. I'm really excited about it. as we, I will, I'll tell you, and I, I was thinking about this last week and it was impressed on me even more. So now, um, I think three or three or four weeks ago, I was a little bit nervous about the next year in the life of the church. Mm-hmm. I was just, it's been a crazy year. I was kind of like, I, I don't know what comes next. You know, I'm even like before Easter, I was kind of like, I hope people come back, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like, uh, it, um, and there, no, nothing has put my heart at ease and brought produced more excitement in it than these three conversations over the last mm. few weeks. Then this and then this conversation, you look back and you're like, oh yeah, this is what he does, <laughs> and this is what he has in store. And um, man, I can't wait! I can't wait. So, well, thank you all for taking the time. Thanks for uh, sharing bits of your stories with us. And, and I'd encourage you if you're listening, uh, just like we have been, I I would encourage you have these story or have these conversations with your community group, like ask these questions, uh, because taking the opportunity to, to share some of these stories together, uh, we could, uh, do this for hours and hours and hours (laughs) is, uh, number one, such a blessing, but number two, brings so much glory to God and man, does he deserve it. So thank you guys. And thanks for listening. We love you and we'll see you on Sunday.